Hi everyone, and a very warm welcome to the Learning Journeys podcast from Lacuna Learning. This is Thinking Out Loud, episode two. In these episodes, I share a short reflection on something that is going on for me right now, or perhaps something that has been sparked for me from one of our podcast guests. They are Thinking Out Loud episodes as they are ideas that I haven't yet fully formed, that I'm kind of still working through. That means I'll almost certainly go off on tangents. would love it if people get in touch between episodes to maybe share their own reflections and perhaps to help me put some thoughts together. Before I jump into this Thinking Out Loud episode, I wanted to thank everyone for listening and subscribing. I'm always kind of surprised and very humbled by the response we've had, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners from across the world. In particular, our new listeners from Sri Lanka, Norway and Finland, and a huge number of new listeners in Australia from South Australia, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, I know, for a guy from Edinburgh, that's extremely cool to have someone in Tasmania listen to my pod. Queensland, the Northern Territory and the Australian Capital Territory. So I'm guessing that's the uh, the Canberra area. I wanted to thank our most recent guest on the podcast, Ashley Ross, for sharing his journey and for sharing the podcast with what feels like most of like about half of Australia. I also recently discovered that some of those Scandinavian downloads might have been one of our podcast guests, uh, cross-country ski coach Alex Standen while he was on a training camp. So good on you, Alex. But I think there's been some downloads since you got back. So hopefully somebody in Scandinavia is um, engaging with the podcast over there. I'm obviously very much at the mercy of podcast analytics. uh, And I know for a fact that I'm not picking up everybody from from anecdote and from experience. So if I've missed anybody out, then please, please, please give me a shout as it'd be great to, to kind of get to know you all a bit better. If there are people you'd love to hear on the podcast who I might not have heard of from your own country, then feel free to get in touch and suggest them. We hope you're keeping really well. And after lots of thought and discussion with friends and colleagues in today's Thinking Out Loud, I want to talk about creativity. I want to take a few minutes just to explore some of the current thinking in this space, as well as some of my own personal experiences with creativity, both good and bad. I'm going to touch on a few points just to help you navigate this. So the first is, what is creativity? The second is why I don't think we can talk about creativity without talking about vulnerability. The third is creativity and innovation. The fourth is why might we bother being creative in the first place? A fairly reasonable one to have a think about. And finally, this idea of creativity and connection, as well as why I think that despite all the restrictions we're under, we're seeing and need creativity in abundance. To paraphrase Einstein, we are unlikely to solve our problems with the same thinking that we use to create them. So in getting ready for this, I recognise this has been really hard to pull together. I've just got way too many ideas and I've just had to really pull them back. And I was really keen to not overthink it, given that it was about creativity. So I'm trying to allow for creativity. So um, I'll ask for your understanding as I navigate my way through this one. If I kind of ramble a bit or get lost a bit, then, then I'm just trying to embrace this idea of creativity. So let's start. What is creativity? It's always helpful, I think, to look up an actual definition. Our good definition, I think, is the use of imagination or original ideas to create something, this idea of inventiveness. So this idea of kind of originality and bringing something new. My own personal definition, and which exists out, um, someone else said it, I can't remember who it was now. I should really have looked that up before I started, but never mind. Creativity is the power to connect the seemingly unconnected. And so for me, it's really about connection. It's about drawing things together that you might not have thought went together at first glance. I should just add a bit of a caveat here. That doesn't mean we should just go around randomly putting things together. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. 
And equally, we kind of need to be careful. Um, there's a great graduation acceptance speech from Tim Minchin, who I'm a big fan of. And he put this really eloquently when he said, don't go looking for meaning where there is none. It's like looking for a rhyme scheme in a cookbook. You won't find it and it'll mess up your souffle. Now, he didn't say uh, mess up, but uh, I tried to keep this as a, a clean podcast, but you can probably guess it. It's on YouTube. Um, have a listen to it. It's hilarious, brilliant, insightful, powerful, everything you would expect of someone like to mention. I suppose my journey into creativity starts very much with, with my good friend Richard Cheatham. He, I suppose, was the first person that gave me validation that creativity was a thing. We met when he was running a session, not surprisingly, on creativity uh, in coaching at the UK Coaching Summit in 2015. And he kind of just inspired me a bit and said, listen, do you know what? We need a bit of creativity in coaching sometimes. And it's all right if, if you think that the way things have always been done is might not be the best way to do them now. So I asked him for his definition before the pods and some thoughts on it. And of course, he had about a billion thoughts and some of, only some of which I really got my head around. But I'll go back to him and ask him. He said this, it's to step away from the well-trodden path of thinking and to go off the beaten track to see inspiration from new sights and sounds which shape and colour new ideas. He also said to me, you need to really think about um, courageousness. That's something he thinks about a lot. So there, there you go. A couple of definitions, some thoughts around creativity. For me, I'm going to really focus a lot on this idea of connecting the seemingly unconnected. So the second thing I want to talk about, I just don't think that we can talk about creativity, innovation and change without talking about vulnerability. I'm obviously at this point about to reference Brene Brown. She's done some incredible work in this area and I'm going to talk about some of her research. She likes to tell the story that after her her first TED talk that went very much viral and the vulnerability hangover that she got the the days after she did it, she used to get phone calls from, you know, big companies like Fortune 500 companies, that sort of thing. And they would uh, they pretty much always say the same thing. They'd say, Brene, we loved your TED talk. We'd like you to talk um, to our employees. And she'd say, yeah, sure, that'd be wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. What would you like me to talk about? And they would say, oh, you know, the, the big issues uh, affecting corporate America or businesses in general, creativity, innovation and change. And she'd say, yeah, great. And then they would say, yeah, but we need you not to talk about vulnerability and shame. And she would just pause, smile and say, you can't talk about those things without talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity and innovation and creativity and innovation need vulnerability. And that's quite a powerful thought. And I'm going to talk about this later on as to why people find this hard. So she did some research and she found that 85% of participants could recall a significant shame incident at school that was so traumatic, it changed how they thought of themselves as learners. When she then dived a little bit deeper into that, half of those were creativity scars. They were told that they weren't good writers, artists, musicians, actors, whatever. They were told that this creativity thing is not for you. That's for the creative kids. And so it's no surprise then that people go into later life and they have a real aversion to any kind of creativity or, or anything like that. Because of course, what could be more vulnerable than to share an idea with the world that has never been seen before? And I mean, I wrestle with this on an almost daily basis. I ran a session last night and I felt like the end of the session was like a, like a jazz chord. So I stuck a slide up of, a, of some amazing jazz musicians from history. And I so wrestled with that. I was like, well, what if, what if they don't get it? What if they think I'm an idiot? You know, and that sometimes happens and that's okay as well. But in fact, they, they just ran with it. And my wonderful colleague and friend, Al Lynn, who was host, hosting it with me, he was on the podcast at the start of series one. 
he he loved the idea so much he then began playing jazz music at the start of the session and it totally set the tone it was one of those just creative ideas I suppose that came to me about 20 minutes before the session was due to start that I ran with but it felt very very vulnerable and it felt very um very naked almost I had one year a couple of years ago where I set out to try and take more deep breaths in everything I did in life and it was trying to aim to push through that kind of uncomfortable feeling and it it just made a huge difference so um, if you're ever not sure what to set as your new year's resolution one year set a resolution to take more deep breaths and to be a bit braver about what you do. Richard encouraged me to think a little bit about courageousness and of course found a quote that just says it better than I ever could have Samuel Johnson said courage is the greatest of all virtues because if you haven't courage you may not have an opportunity to use any of the others and I'll just I love that that to me never gets tired I heard that since I was a kid I think in order for us to go out and do some of the other things that we need to do we're going to have to show some courage first so creativity vulnerability and courage are all kind of together I want to talk for a second now about creativity and innovation because they are slightly different I thought they were one and the same and they were just just semantics but it but it's not I don't think Innovation might be more about the implementation and and or making something that already exists slightly better. The main difference is the focus. So creativity is about unleashing the potential of the mind to conceive new ideas. Innovation is about introducing change into relatively stable systems. But it's also importantly concerned with the work required to make an idea viable. So you're doing both creativity and innovation potentially at the same time, but they might feel really different. So creativity is this novel step of being the first to identify that something might be possible in the first place. But innovation is the action of putting things into practical reality, despite challenges and resistance, rather rather than just kind of talking about it and thinking about it and contemplating it. I think often just the word creativity puts people off. Given what Brene Brown found about, you know, these kind of shame scars, these trauma scars about creativity, it's not surprising you know, if a lot of us had those experiences growing up, that if we then see later in life, we want you to try and be creative now, that, that we have a real resistance to that. I have a colleague that I work with that I have an unbelievable amount of time for. And he's, yeah, just, I would consider one of the most innovative people, I would call him creative, that I've ever met. But when I raised this idea of creativity, when we first started working together, he really resisted, was really uncomfortable. And, um, but when I said, well, I think you're highly innovative. And, you know, I gave some examples. So he's, highly technically skilled you know, with computer skills and programming and code and that kind of things. So he found ways to give our members much, much, much more um, control of what they do to be able to access things, things that didn't require three phone calls can now just be done by yourself online. But in order for him to have the vision to put that in place required real creativity. The putting it into action was perhaps the innovation part, but to have the vision in the first place was highly creative. So we've kind of developed this really nice relationship where I'll try not to refer to his work as creative because he doesn't like that. But the notion that's innovative and where could we innovate is really helpful. So it might be semantics, it might be different. I'd love to know what people think, but that's certainly something that I that I think about a lot, that people can feel really uncomfortable with this idea of creativity, but might feel more initially comfortable thinking about innovation. I've rambled, I'll move on. So why should we bother being creative? We could just crack on doing what we're doing, right? And probably we'll, we'll get there. A friend of mine, triathlon coach, Andrew Woodruff, uh, really elegantly put this. He said, you can be creative, but remember that you're not here to entertain. You're here to help people to get better. So a coach working at a very high level, working extremely effectively, he's saying, yeah, you can be creative. You come up with new ideas and you can challenge and you can help people to do things differently. But but remember, you're not an entertainer. You're not uh, an animateur, to steal a lovely French word. You're here to help people get better. So 
I suppose that's kind of at the heart of my thoughts on creativity. It's about skillfully applying creative ideas and solutions where it's appropriate in order to engage and to drive connection. So I'm a real advocate for daily creativity, connecting the seemingly unconnected on a regular basis. I think that's going to be just so important going forward. I was definitely asked to talk about creativity and connection. And I really, I got to wrestle with this so much. And one of the things I come back to a lot is this idea of generalism. Now, generalism on its own probably merits an entire podcast on its own. David Epstein did a brilliant book on, on this called Range that I highly recommend people read. It's, it's fantastic. And lots of really great and, and quite challenging disruptive thoughts on um, how we develop expertise and, and where new ideas come from. So I'll give a really nice example. Steve Jobs is quite well known that he ended up accidentally taking a class on calligraphy at university. Uh, which seemed, he was like, why am I here? But actually he kind of got into it. And that idea became incredibly important later on when he recognised that within the industry he was working, within that kind of computer industry, there were lots of people who were technically skilled, who were doing great technical work, but maybe hadn't thought critically enough or creatively enough about what they were doing. And so, as people will remember, one of the early features of of Apple Macs that's kind of helped to stand out from some of the other competitors in the market was some of their typefaces and that kind of thing. And then when the iPhone came along, there was a lot of this, um, you know, on iTunes, which talked about the album art being really important, which was something no one had ever really thought about before on electronic devices. And, and that came from a really broad, I guess, background. So although he was obviously highly technically skilled in his domain, he'd also had a broader set of experiences. So this idea of connecting the seemingly unconnected again. We're seeing that a lot these days with these kind of idea of mesh organisations and mesh businesses things like Airbnb and Uber, where we're connecting human engagement with tech in different ways. And to me, those require massive amounts of creativity and the ability to reimagine things. I've just been sparked, as I said that word, with with um, Danny McCaskill. I've been on a Danny McCaskill binge recently watching videos. Imaginate a lot of Danny's tricks. It's not just that he's a highly technically able rider. It's also the fact that he's able to reimagine things and think of things in new ways and new ideas and if you've seen the Danny Daycare video of him, no children were harmed in the making of the film in case anybody's worried of him with a like kiddies bike trailer behind him doing tricks and it's just incredible. But it's not just about the technical ability anymore. It's can we reimagine things in different ways? I think we need it now more than ever. I still vividly remember doing my, my rock climbing instructing training and the mountain guide who was leading it said, there are loads of you guys out there at this level of rock climbing instructor. Don't just be another one, be an amazing one. So no matter what it is you do with your time, be amazing at it and approach it from different perspectives. Uh, Mahaili Csikszentmihalyi's work on flow, I can't believe I got that right first time, talks about this, people who are happy doing things like production line work because they found the joy in what they did. They found a way to be amazing at it. And I think, you know, we need to maybe do a bit more of that. Right at the end of this, I want to just reference um, Jennifer Lentford. And my generalism is becoming very apparent in here. We've had everything from Einstein to, to Jennifer Lempfer and everything in between and Danny McCaskill and all that going on. Uh, there's a wonderful poem. It's called For the Disruptors and, and I recommend you have a, a read of it. It's really wonderful. A colleague of mine, friend, kindly gave me a printed copy that's in this room right now that I was looking at before I started. There's a great section in it, which is be a lamp, be a ladder, be a bridge, or I've kind of paraphrased that. And that's kind of a lot of how I conceive my work in people development and in coach development. So be a lamp, light things up for people, be a ladder, help people come up to ideas, but also to come down to their level wherever possible and be a bridge, the big one here, connecting ideas, concepts and people. I don't think we have ever needed connection more than we need it right now. So as I'm 
As we move forward, I think we're going to need more creative thinking to help us bring new ideas together and to connect the people we live and work with. We are seeing incredible innovation and creativity as a result of the pandemic, whether that's through vaccines, whether that's from restaurants and chefs to online health and fitness to businesses and and just so much more. It's kind of been a bit of a breeding ground for some new ideas. I'm working on some ideas right now of using outdoor classrooms for people development going forward. Ideas that I'm now beginning to bring to life, which wouldn't have happened without that stillness to incubate them and to bring them forward. I would so love to start a conversation with you all about creativity. So if you're interested, please, please, please get in touch. We have barely scratched the surface and there's tons of stuff we didn't cover. Um, I'd love to have done a bit more on how we foster and build creativity, although we did we did get into that a little bit in the middle there. So maybe that's for another podcast. Get in touch with thoughts and ideas. Uh, creativity, obviously, very, very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this Thinking Out Loud episode. And I hope that you found it interesting and maybe even thought-provoking. I would love to know what you think. So feel free to get in touch on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at posecoachdev, LinkedIn, or by plain old email through my website, lacunalearning.co.uk, where you can learn a bit more about my work, or at doug at lacunalearning.co.uk, which I check fairly regularly. Feel free to suggest guests and topics for future podcasts, as I am always open to good ideas. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you did enjoy the podcast or you'll be listening to other ones, I would be so grateful if you want to buy me a coffee to help keep the podcast going. And you can find the link to that on my podcast page. Thanks so much for listening to the Learning Journeys podcast and please stay safe, everyone.